I thought like the the most pressurized thing about the driving test was you know if you fail and then you have to go and tell your mates that you failed the driving <laughs> test and you don't hear the end of it. That's the worst bit about it. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I passed first time, right? But so I didn't have that that problem. But you know, I had friends that failed three times. Well, they still sometimes don't hear the end of it. Like you know, your yeah. mates are still sometimes bantering about that. Still don't get in a car with them. <laughs> Hey, what's up? It's your boy Ryan back with Matron Cheddar, episode 16, giving you those cross-Atlantic viewpoints from the UK and US about this weird and wonderful world that we live in. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and follow us on our Instagram at Matron Cheddar. Today, we've got the whole squad here, Lewis, Todd, Hemel, and myself, Ryan. We've been recently inspired by the release of the new Grand Tour series, amazing show, we're all big fans of it, and we thought, why not do a topical episode on UK versus US driving? Hope you enjoy yeah, so Lewis, Lewis, have you done the driving test in the US? Yeah, yeah. What did you think of it? Yeah, it's, so did I do the driving test? Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's exactly what I was thinking. It was a, it was the easiest thing ever. The most casual thing I've ever done. Took me like one hour. Same day, just go down there, take a multiple choice test, go out for a drive for like 15, 20 minutes, just down a couple of streets. And that's it. Then just pass. I think you're pretty much guaranteed to pass. Did you do yeah. any manoeuvres? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, I reversed around a corner. Really? So that that was it. I yeah. think mine was go to the DMV in uh, at the time it was Costa Mesa. It was pretty busy, so I don't know if that has an effect on like the driving test. But mine was literally. No more than seven minutes to drop the whole process <laughs> from uh, literally you park up your car, your own car, go in, do your test, your quick test. Then they tell you, right, you're ready to go. Um, go and bring your car around. And you, you literally, every, you, you line up in your car. And then when a driving instructor is ready to come, like free, he jumps in the passenger seat, says, off you go. And then, uh, so I haven't got out of my car other than to do this like multiple choice test. And then I got take it literally round the block. So there was two stop signs, three left turns, <laughs> uh, and then you drove a couple. In a of, yeah, you drove in a circle, and then a couple of right. I think there was a couple of right turns to be honest, because oh. it was a it's a it's a weird thing. Um, and then, yeah, you're back. Like I say, seven minutes. You park it in one of the bays. And his feedback, I remember his feedback was, because I was used to, like, old, crappy British cars mm. that had, like, no brakes left. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going into, a, like, this new Kia. And uh, it had really good brakes. Uh, and th- that, that braking technology that r- looks at, how the rate at which you press the brake so the hot the quicker you press the brake the harder braking yeah the more braking pressure applies not necessarily because you've applied it harder uh and so we would do it you know juddering a bit as we were going around and he said yeah you just need to work uh, you could really work on your braking uh but other than that you've passed <laughs> <laughs> 
You <laughs> <laughs> walk it like okay, and then they they say that they're gonna send it in the post, and sure enough, they yeah, they sent it in the post. Still got it as like a a cool memento from my time in America. And how long is it valid for? Uh, it was valid for mine was valid for the length of my visa ah, which okay. was at the oh, time. It's only valid for the length of your visa. Yeah, because I don't have a social security number and everything. Oh, so, yeah. so uh, like they they put it they put it down for a year. How long is yours for? Mine expires twenty twenty five. That's crazy. Well, I have a yeah. social security number, so that's probably why. Yeah, I mean, it expires, but I don't. When it expires, I can easily just get a new one if I'm yeah. still here. I don't have to redo the test or anything. Yeah, I never. I never got a letter saying I've got social security number. It's just like you're on a you're on a visa. So anyway, basically, yeah. in summary, right? It's one of the easiest things I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Comparing it to the British one, oh my god, that was a uh, because I, I did the British one. Um, Lit, uh, literally like a year or two before I think uh, and that is that is a st- stressful process yeah it's a, yep. yeah I think the pr- process from start to finish is just way longer because it's not you don't I don't think you take your like theory test on the same day as your practical it was yeah. more like I took my like theory test and then you book your practical but yeah, when you have, you're practical, yeah. you have like a like a two month wait or something, right? Because yeah. that's how long it takes. Well, sometimes I mean, it, dep- it depends. It depends how organised you are. But essentially, you can book them separately, but you can't do the practical test unless you've passed the theory test. So you have to be really confident and say, right, I'm going to pass my theory test, book it, book my and book my uh, practical test. My friend did it in like five days. The whole process in five days. It still took him uh, equivalent of twenty eight lessons, <laughs> so twenty eight hours in five days. So that's the most important thing that people have to remember. I think. I think the most important thing in Britain is with a driving uh, test. For someone has to recommend you. Basically, has to basically sponsor you, don't they? They have to give their car. It has to be. The car of a driving instructor, right? You can do it in your own car, but um, it has to be like fully MOT, taxed, road mm. legal, and I think we'll give it a bit more scrutiny before we take yeah. the out. And and so what's the, okay if you do it in your own car? Who recommends you for the driving test? Uh, well, to my understanding, like, well, whenever I did it, this is going back a number of years now. I know what you mean by recommended. It's better if you're like if you're going there with a driving instructor. Um. But I think you can just rock up and do it, but they're definitely going to be more hard on you. Okay. I think Fair you enough. can say to them, like, oh, I've took some lessons. Um, but, yeah, they definitely prefer it if you come with an instructor. Right, okay. So I think that like, most people do it the with way the I did it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which means that you need to prove to the instructor that you're gonna, you're basically going to pass. Yeah. And that's how they get the money, I guess. They, they do 20, 30 lessons on average. Uh, each one costing twenty thirty pounds, uh, so it's quite quite a lot of money. Um, it is, yeah, yeah, I know. I thought like the the most pressurized thing about the driving test was, you know, if you fail, then you have to go and tell your mates that you failed the driving <laughs> test, and you don't hear the end of it. That's the worst bit about it. Yeah, and luckily I passed first time, right? But so I didn't have that that problem. But you know, I had friends that failed three times, 
they well, they still sometimes don't hear the end of it. Like you know, yeah. they're still sometimes bantering about that. Still don't get in a car with them. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they claim that they're they're the best drivers because they've had to have the most lessons and they have the most learning time. But I'm not sure about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm gonna get it on the pod. I passed first time, and that, I agree with you, Ryan. That was the most stressful thing. It was like if I don't pass it because I was living with you guys at the time. Yeah. So to the listener, I was living with Todd, Ryan, and Hemo at the time, and it was literally before we moved into our house. So if I had not passed, I'd have to tell you guys <laughs> that yeah, at some point I'd have to retake the test, leave leave uh, leave Br- Bristol, go and take the test, and I was just going to be a nightmare. <laughs> Yeah, Total but, thing when you're on a night out and you see people's IDs and oh, you still get the little provisional. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, the what do they call it? They called it the green. What color is it? It's the green. the provi- green. Okay, yeah. yeah green you license. Green, you're like, ooh, you're yeah. good. <laughs> I, I'll get it in also just so we all know. I passed first time too, so I'm, I'm safe in that one. But what I found like the hazard perception in the theory was stressful, and we can discuss that. But Whenever you did your driving test in the Marco Lewis, you were in like California. Yeah. And like in my head, California is like sunny, beautiful all year round. When I did my driving test, it was November. It was pissing out of the heavens. <sighs> the sun was setting in the eyes. And I remember looking at the instructor thinking, This is just the worst day of the year I've picked to do this. And his first comments were, Geez, you could have got a better day, son, to do this. <laughs> Bad time. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> I got through it, but I was just thinking to myself, you know, in the UK, like we got a pretty easy driving test compared to like somewhere like Finland, where we've got to do like skate pads and, and snow drive. <laughs> but that one experience for me, I was like, I've pretty much got four seasons in one day to drive through here. So if I don't pass this, like, I I, I have a maybe a justified reason, but I'm an idiot. You know, I just, as you said, Ryan, I'd feel like an idiot not passing the test. I was under, I guess we don't have him here, but I wonder if he, he passed first time. Or has he even passed his driving test? Oh, he must have, right? I think, no, I think he has. I think he was driving in America. He has. Yeah, um, he, he took a ton of lessons. Oh, yeah, he was take, actually, when he was living with us, he was taking Yeah, it was Bristol. I don't know if he did it. First time, I don't think he did. I will find out, and then, yeah, we can rip it out of him. Yeah, rip him now before he defends himself. It's always the best way. Lewis, I want to know how, in America, how do you find, you know, driving on the right compared to the left? Any any issues there? Uh, when I first went over um, for the extended period of time, no, well, it wasn't initially an issue, and then, uh, one night we were driving late. I was driving late with my friend, having a having a laugh, and uh, at night, and yeah, I just didn't think, and I turned left, which any American listeners, you know, that's a that's the worst turn, other than turning, you know, <laughs> turning right's easy. Turned yeah. left, and yeah, just like <laughs> did it as if I was in Britain from the right hand side of the road. It just like went to. <laughs> Went to the left-hand side of the road. I was like, yeah, this is all right. And because it was night, there was no cars. So there's nothing to, like, tell me I was on the wrong side of the road other than the road signs, which I wasn't looking at. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just my friend. Embarrassingly, my friend had to say, 
Uh, he's supposed to be on this side, and he's notoriously <laughs> a person who like hates driving. Says he doesn't want to get a driving license. Still hasn't got one, and everything. Blah blah blah. They stand over, and uh, yeah, that's a that's a. They quickly swerve over to the right hand side of the road, but America. So yeah, very unlikely to be caught doing that kind of thing um, by a cop or something, <laughs> or, or even a light. But yeah, could have been could have been a bit interesting. Um, but other than that, not had any problems adjusting. I was there not too long ago, and um, yeah, didn't have any problems whatsoever uh, because you're on the other side of the car, so yeah, everything yeah. yeah exactly everything makes sense. You get a you get an idea you're on the wrong side of the road pretty quickly. In fact, the hardest one was going over to Italy. Because in those cars you're having a manual, and not, and now all of a sudden you're using your, I'm using my um, right hand quite a lot to move the gear stick, which just which just feels weird. Even though I am right-handed, it just feels weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? What about you? What about you guys? Uh, actually, so like I've been pr- pretty fine driving, apart from it was like three weeks ago, I was pulling out of the driveway. And then I pulled out of the driveway on just onto the wrong side of the road and just drove <laughs> on the wrong side of the road for like a hundred meters. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what? I don't know what happened. Like I must've had like a brain fart. So I was, and I had my girlfriend, Margaret in the car and she got all scared. She was like, oh, what the <laughs> but I, like, I played off for like, I played off cool, cool as a cucumber. I was like, Oh, sorry. I was just a bit confused about the directions. So I was just taking a wide turn. That's why I was on the wrong side of the road. And, uh, I think it worked, but yeah, that was uh, basically that was the only time that's happened to me, and it was a few weeks ago after being here over four years. That's your brain telling you this is wrong. This is just fundamentally wrong. Yeah, but now I'm thinking like, so I'm coming back to the UK next month, and I'm thinking of renting a car. Now I've got to be switching back onto the left hand side. Not not only will I be switching back onto the left hand side, but I'm going to be switching back to probably a manual car that and is yeah, that's I, yeah I haven't driven a manual car since i was 18 <laughs> oh you're gonna have fun i mean those gears are gonna get crunched <laughs> yeah you're stolen a lot i think yeah. i think so what happened with me uh when i first started driving i was i, I drove uh i did my driving test in in the uk it's really expensive as we already covered and then I didn't get a car because, like, <laughs> insurance is way out of this league. You know, way out of my league in terms of cost. Whatever car I would have bought, it would have been just too expensive. So I didn't drive. So I drove. I ended up driving more in America than, you know, renting cars out there. Uh, then I did driving in Britain for quite a while. Uh, and coming back, it was harder just into a British car, like, manual it's just, you know, constant stalling. But after I got used to that again, go, doing the doing the changeover and coming back is actually it's really easy now. Like, because the manual is the, if you like, in quotation, the harder car to drive, driving stick. Uh, that And that's now my norm. Uh, I feel like going over there and driving an automatic car is, is, is way easier. Um, 
Yeah, so manual. You need it. In, you we need. You need it in the UK. I would not recommend renting an automatic car, Ryan, if you're out here in the in the UK for a trip. Really? Because, yeah, and you know, automatics versus manuals is not just a, a comfort thing. In the UK, I just don't feel like we have because they're not common. The the quality of the automatic car is just not as good. Like the gear changing, uh, you know, the choice of car that you've got is limited. Although there are plenty of automatics, I think. Yeah, I, when I came back and drove on an automatic, it was it was terrible. The vans are all right, I guess, some of them, uh, but you need the manual because the roads are so tight. You've got hills. Um, you need to be able to just keep changing gear, to be honest. Whereas in America, you can have like a four or five speed gearbox and have it automatic. And also, they've got it down to a T there. You know, they know that you're going to be pretty much going onto a freeway or uh, interstate road at some point, and they're built to go onto one of those, to be honest, rather than doing loads of little inner-city inner trips. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't... If you were thinking about it, <laughs> think again. Well, yeah, maybe I'll get a little manual, like, four Fiesta and rent one of those. How's your girlfriend drove it a manual? Huh? Has a girlfriend ever drove a manual? Actually, yeah, she has. She, she learned in one, I think. Oh. Like when she was like, 16. Her dad has some old manual yeah. yellow car that she, she driven, but she hasn't driven it. She hasn't driven manual much, so I don't think she'll be able to anymore. What, what are you driving, Todd? You still, have, you still drive that Fiat? Aye. That's, um, that's an absolute nightmare, to be honest, because I, I need... Like my parents have had like bigger cars for a number of years now, and like when I when I'm with them, like you feel more comfortable in it. And the average car on the roads here is still bigger, or has been getting bigger for the last couple of years. So I want to upgrade to like a Range Rover, Land Rover. Oh yeah, basically a tank <laughs> on the road for my own protection against arseholes is the simplest way to put it. Like people are bad drivers over here. Is that is that in London? Yeah. People are, are bad drivers. I'm surprised. Is, I'm surprised to hear that because in uh, in in Bristol where I am, like I'd want an even smaller car. Like it's just so hard to navigate some roads. They're like little warrens. Yeah. Uh, you know, a single. Even though it's supposed to be two lane, you've got cars parked either sides, and yeah. so it becomes one one lane. And uh, you've got some really bad drivers who don't really know the width of their car and they just end up going down the roads at like five miles an hour thinking they're going to clip someone or the the complete opposite where they've got a big tank like you said and they just bomb down there uh, (laughs) too way too quick you know having a small nippy hatchback could you know is quite useful uh in some way so i'm surprised to hear that but in over in london obviously like you said they're doing a lot of development and, you know, it's a different, different story, I guess. Think it's of the style of driving I do too, because I'll very rarely drive through the centre of London anymore. Um, most of the driving I do is out of London, so it's longer distance, so it's more for comfort and, like, longer journeys. I'm thinking a bigger car would just be a bit easier um, to do that in. 
whereas a little car, it's got no acceleration. Like you get on the motorway and um, you're trying to get from, you know, pulling out of a service station up to, you know, motorway speed, 60, 70 mile an hour. And you're, you're in fifth gear by like 40 mile an hour. So it's got no go. Like I'm hammering through the gears to try and get it to move somewhere. And all you can see is these lights flying up behind you, just fearful of your life. Whereas a car with a bit more acceleration, a bit higher speed, you'd just be able to join the traffic easier and then not be in fear of your life. Is you going to splash out? Is it Range Rover next then? No, nah, that's not for years to come, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, it's an expensive vehicle. <laughs> that's it, like trying to, trying to put petrol in it, never mind insurance. Um tax because yeah i'm sure the government would just love probably love to tax big cars too mm. often looked into it but yeah we're unlucky over over well we're kind of lucky that we've got some manufacturing over in britain for like you know we've got jaguar land rover nissan uh honda manufacture some cars yeah etc etc um for, to say that we're such a small country and we we demand this uh vehicle that's not only manual uh it's it's uh, got the driving wheel driving um yeah the steering wheel on the right hand side of the car um etc do you know do you know why we drive on the left hand side of the road it's probably some fun fact yeah it's a little fun fact i'm gonna i'll share it with you guys well so it's, it's believed to be that um it, it's it's derived from uh, knights and and well yeah knights who carry swords and used to ride horseback so most people were right-handed so they had their uh, sword or blade on the left-hand side of their body which meant that when you were riding mounting a horse it was easier to mount from the left of the horse right so if you're on a carriageway because they had like roman roads back then uh, you want it to be obviously off the road, so you'd want to mount it from the left. So then, as you started walking, uh, that'd be one reason you'd be you'd be on the left hand side. And then the other reason is that because most people were right-handed, people wanted to be on the left hand side. So it's a vi- really violent reason. Uh, they wanted to be on the left hand side so that they can, when they draw their sword, it's in their right hand, which is closest to yeah. The, the you know do you know what I mean like you've got the side of the of the enemy on the old right so uh, and that kind of just like there was no reason not to not then not to adopt that standard uh, when when vehicles came along because you had horse and carriages that like you know adopted that standard whereas it's it said like you know in uh, in America etc. <laughs> other parts of the world that adopted the right hand side um for the U- us and stuff they had the wagons so they wanted to sit on the left hand side so that they could whip the horses with their right hand you get what i mean so they're on the left hand side of the vehicle so it's better to drive on the right hand side of the road so that you can better see the oncoming traffic if you're on the right hand side uh, if you're on the left hand side of the road but you're sat on the left hand side of the vehicle you're really far away from oncoming traffic, even in a horse and wagon, uh, which you may think you know is 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 easy to control, etc. Well, you still want good visibility. Because so the question, the question is why why they sit on the left hand side of the wagon? 
Because they because they've got the reins in their left hand and the whip in the right hand, in their stronger dominant hand, you know, most people are right handers, so they've got the whip in their right right hand. So if they were sat on the by sitting on the left hand side they can easily more easily whip the horses, right? Imagine if you were sat on the right, uh, if the right hand side of the of that wagon, you'd be whipping and you'd have to bring it across to whip the two horses. Yeah, is is that yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is that in yeah. your head? Right I hope that's in the middle. I hope that's clear for the listeners. So yeah, uh, so yeah, so for wagons, you want to sit on the left hand side of the vehicle, and for uh, single horses. If you're a knight, you want to, you want your uh, right hand free to be able to operate machinery. So back in the day, it was swords. Nowadays, it's <laughs> gear, gear levers. Uh, so I guess that's the reason. But really, nowadays, there's no good reason why we drive on the left versus the right. We should all really drive on the same side of the road. It would make life easier for manufact- vehicle manufacturers and make cars cheaper uh etc but that's just one of those little quirks where standards have like taken over before logic you know logic for the actual end uses uh it, it can be you know brought in anyway yeah. that was a little fact that people may find interesting but i wouldn't say it's the most uh, fun fact actually <laughs> another another fun fact fun in quotations <laughs> sweden they they swapped they swapped sides from driving on the left to the to the right in 1967. Carnage. Yeah, there's this this famous picture of the day after they swapped sides, and the cars are just all over the place. No one knows where where's going, what's going on. Really? So oh, okay. oh, maybe that's that, that's why the the people don't change. <laughs> Could you imagine not doing that today? Like. Your granny just hasn't heard the news bulletin overnight that we're all switching sides and still playing down the M4, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sometimes get that. You sometimes get the oldies, the OAPs, just somehow driving down the exit ramp yeah. onto the wrong <laughs> side of the motorway. You, you, you occasionally, every few months, you just you hear a story on the BBC. Yeah. It's yeah. rare. happens. Like, that's pretty sharp hairpin they've had to take to get back down that exit ramp the wrong way. Yeah, I feel like in I actually feel in the UK it must be hard to do because usually you've got a roundabout to get onto the egg onto the exit ramp. Uh usually and not not always. Whereas in the US actually I feel like if you were on the wrong side of the road, let's let's team it up with being on the wrong side of the road. It could be quite easy to do because everything's like ninety degree turns, right? Can we agree that? So, like, if you're if you're not concentrating and you're on the wrong side of the road, you could easily end up going down the wrong side of the what they call the freeway or interstate, and that would be a scary thing because you know cars. You know, we'll go onto that in a second. But motorway driving. Whereas in the UK, even if you're on the wrong side of the road, like you said, Todd, you'd have to turn like a two hundred and seventy degree turn. <laughs> yeah. you'd be like what, what, what's this to get onto the motorway what is it? <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that they still do it is just incredible <laughs> I've got I got a question actually about UK motorways so I forget so if you're exiting off the motorway and 
is the um, you always exit from like the left. You always exit from the slow lane, right? Yeah. Will there ever be an exit from the fast lane? Like, no. so you go up onto a bridge and like over or something? No. I okay. I can't think of an example. I know what you're on about. Um, if you're in like a carpool lane or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because some states in America. But no, I can't think of an example. Yeah, I was wondering if they... Because well, in America, right, this happens a lot. Like there'll be exits on both sides of the, the motorway or the freeway. And no. I feel like it's always harder to get off, right? When you're going down the fast lane, people are going down the fast lane, you've got an exit on that side. That's because you have to move into the fast lane to then come off. You can just mm. do what most people do and hammer across three lanes in one maneuver and just cut up everyone at 70 mile an hour. Like, I, I, I literally did that <laughs> <laughs> the other week. There's just an exit. And I just remember it's one of those things in America. If you miss your turn, you're done. Like, it's going to be another five to 10 yeah. miles that you have to do. I just wasn't up for it. Just like, pull the indicator on wham. <laughs> yeah well that's the problem right with these because you'll be coming onto the freeway coming on from like the right so coming on the slow lane and then the exit you've got to come off at is a quarter or half a mile along but it's on the other side of the freeway so then you have to just bang it across the freeway and do the old uh i like to call it the sweeper you just sweep across <laughs> i haven't i haven't seen this to be honest i've seen it where they they have like a carpool lane or a fast track lane that they that they have on that fast lane side left hand side lane for the US um, and then you can go off and get onto your different mo uh, freeway but I've never seen like a normal normal exit really? normal exits are usually on the right hand side yeah I've never seen that so uh, yeah, I don't know I'd be interested to hear if any Americans have got that you know used, are used to that I'd be surprised the Americans I've spoken to on motorways versus freeways Man, <laughs> the rules, the, their, their understanding of what they should be doing is, is uh, suspicious. <laughs> but let's just say one thing. There is no rules, man, on the freeways. <laughs> like, Not even a speed limit. Yeah. All, all this, the rules that you think about, there's a slow lane and a fast lane. No. And that doesn't exist. I came to America, right? The first time I drove was in Florida. And the slow lane don't exist. You could go as fast as you want. Anyway. You undertake, overtake. Yeah. Yeah. Just weave through the lanes. It doesn't matter. Everyone's doing it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, where do we start with this one? I'm going to start with the US. Yeah, I agree, I totally agree with you. Uh, uh, right? Yeah, I, I remember speaking to someone. She just went, she was surprised when she came over to the UK. She went, it's slow lanes and fast lanes? Uh, in the US, <laughs> we just pick a lane that we're most comfortable in and then do our thing in, in that lane. I'm like, you what? <laughs> How does that work? I mean, what, you're going slow. How do people get around you? They have to like go around three lanes to get around you. That's insane. And uh, yeah, it's just, I can't. I can't believe that. But what are the rules? I've seen people get pulled over in the US for weaving through traffic, and I think it's the combination of speeding mm. and weaving. If you're weaving but you're doing it at the speed limit, the police don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because. I mean, so in the UK, is it actual law that you're like not meant to undertake? Is is it officially illegal, or it's kind of just like gentleman's agreement or something? You're not meant to pass on the left hand side. Um, what 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 you're meant to do is, if you got, it's easy if you got three lanes of traffic, 
So if you're in the middle lane, let's say, and there's a car moving slowly, you're meant to go to the right-hand lane, which is a faster lane, and go round them on the right-hand side. You're not meant to undertake them. But if you're in two lanes of traffic, and your traffic's just moving faster than theirs, or say you're not on a motorway, you're just on like a, a two-lane traffic road, and you're on the left-hand side, and your traffic's just moving faster than the right-hand side, then you, you just pa- pass them because it's just like your traffic's flowing away, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but you're not meant to actively, on a motorway, go onto the, the left-hand, like the inside lane, and cut up the inside of people if they're going slow in the middle lane. Um, that's technically well, not right. Well, I think it's if if the if the car in the middle that middle lane or anything other than the the uh, if you like s- driving lane. The, the, officially, they call it the driving lane, the slow lane. Mm. Um, we call it the slow lane as normal people. The police would call it the driving lane. So you're supposed to be in that lane at all times, and then the other two lanes are for overtaken. Doesn't yeah. work like that, and yeah. I think the the police recognise that, but they still will do you for undertaking. So if you drive on the left, if you pass on the left, and that car is doing, let's say, seventy or sixty, uh, between those speeds, then you're in, you, you know, fair. You're fair game for a cop to pull you over if they're around for motorway high highway patrol, um, motorway patrol. Um, yeah, the the thing for me is the most important thing on that related to that is is that cops have started in the UK. Cops have started fining people, punishing people uh, for what we call middle lane hogging. Uh, right. So that's yeah, yeah that's good. like that's what we like to see. Yeah, that's like staying in the middle lane when you should be when it when the when the driving lane the left uh, the leftmost lane, what is called the slow lane by most people. Is, is free. If that's free, you should be driving in that lane. And if the police see you in the middle lane for like more than a mile, let's say, they'll they'll pull you over. Well, they'll give you a fine. They'll pull you over maybe. Or they've got loads of cameras on these motorways now and they can actually give you a fine um, remotely if they mm. gather enough evidence on those cameras and stuff, uh, which are manned. They're, those cameras, they go to central points and there are actual real people monitoring those. I don't know if they have the power to hand out fines or anything, but, um, yeah, real people are behind those cameras, and it's not all automatic, etc. Yeah. we got uh, Hemel. Welcome back. Welcome to the pod. Nice you to join us. Morning, guys. Apologies on the delay on my behalf. How are you all doing? We're all good. We're all good. we got we got a question for you um, about um, driving tests. Okay, yeah. How did yours go? Oh, I passed first time. Yeah. Oh. What? Um, we couldn't remember, and we were hoping that you didn't pass first time. But I think, yeah, I think I remember you did, didn't you? In Bristol, you did it in Bristol, didn't you? In Bristol, which was um, I mean, it was a one-way city. What did you have to drive in Bristol? Wait, do you know how hilly it is in Bristol? Is on um, like trying yeah, to you're, you're driving what? cycling. I continue on. I apologize for interrupting. Let's hear your story. <laughs> when you, I, I think one thing I remember is um, I'm trying to to get out of the driving center car park, and there's just a pile of traffic. And I remember I was I was coming out. There's a traffic light, and then there was a car that had parked on the other side of the road. So 
another car coming in couldn't couldn't go in. And the driving instructor was like, you should have let him pass. I was like, but the impediment's on his side of the road. I can't give him way when I'm legally like able to go forward. And I was just like baffled. But to, to, like I just remember my driving instructor that day being a right a bit of a prick, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my driving instructor afterwards was like, he must have got either he's had an argument with his missus or he's got a really high electricity bill because he, he was a right knob. And I was like, all right, fine, fair. But um, yeah, I think driving Bristol is a lot different, especially because it's it's very wet. I think it was around November, December time. So around that time, it does get very, very wet. So it's a pain to drive in. But no, past 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 time. Um, my sister, last time. My sister did a driving test. I remember um, waiting with my dad in the car for her to. Um, she did it, and as Lewis said, like it's easier if you do it like sponsored with a driving instructor. So she did it in the instructor's car, but we waited for. Her. And the examiner got out of the car. We burst out laughing because this guy had glasses on him, and they must have been like about three inches thick. I don't know what this guy could have seen, if he had seen a hazard or if he even seen the other cars in the road. He must have been legally blind. And my sister is arguably the worst driver in the world and the most fearful driver in the world. She's afraid to get back in a car. So how he passed her, we do not know. (laughs) So I I don't want to slander all driving examiners out there, but in Northern Ireland anyway, they're... They're not the best because Northern Ireland has got worse drivers in London by far. Like, I hate driving when I go back home with my parents. Mm. It's just uh, people, it's that old joke where'd you get your license in a lucky bag? Like, I don't even think people have a license. You know? Yeah. yeah. There was someone I know for a fact, like my granny, before she passed away, my, my granny didn't have a license. My, my granda taught her to drive, you know, when she was about 20, whenever, like, after they got married, and she never had a license for 50 years. She just got in the car and went. And no one ever, she never got stopped too. Like she's going, well, nowadays she would have, she's going too slow. But for the last 50 years, she's going too slow for anyone to care. Like people walked around the car. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there's someone else I know who, um, they, they, they've got a paper license. They never got the card. And whenever they moved house, what they do is just scratch out the address and write their new address on it. And when I spoke about this, I was like, oh, that is totally illegal. You have forged, like, government documents. I'm like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, I'll just, I'll tell them where I live and it says it on the paper. And the, like, that is just, like, it's such a, a different approach. Like, <laughs> it's that of the thing of, like, when people joke about Ireland, it's like wild bandit country, you know, like the forgotten world. It does whatever it wants. And I, I pretty much think it does. Because, <laughs> like, if I have to do that in London here, I think... I think I'd be ripped out of the car and like thrown in jail within the hour. And I don't know if I did something like that in America, you know, it was just like driving about for 50 years without a license. I suppose there's probably people in America do it. It's so, such a big country. You'd be shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, the size of some of those vehicles that people are commanding in America is just insane. I can't believe that the, the weapon <laughs> that, that they have is demanding of only like a a, a a ten minute test. It should be like an hour long test to make sure that these people can control this vehicle and know what to do in an emergency, etc. Da da da. Um, yeah, because I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I first went over there, and still when I go over there, I'm shocked that like some normal normal cars are literally 
the 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 engine is taller than me. It's mounted taller than I am. Stood. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the the Ram? I think it's like the Ram fifteen hundred or the Ram three thousand pickup truck. <laughs> These are the big ones. These are my favourites. And if you if you look at their back wheels, they have like double back wheels. So they have like like four wheels at the back. Like wow. They have yeah, one wheel just... and then one wheel on the inside of it. Like I don't think that's sufficient, right? So it's like carrying them. heavy loads, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's like all Jeeps the, over all... there. Jeeps, Jeeps over there feel twice as big. Um, I, I, and it's like I'm surprised at how how they fit on inside the lane because they're just huge, and I think unnecessarily huge. But I guess if you need to commute for a long, long distance, do you really need all that size? I mean, their lanes are bigger as well than the UK, yeah. so. It's all relative, but it's just you relative to a person, like everything's bigger, like no doubt about it. So, it, yeah. you know, driving, dri the difficulty in driving, I don't think is any more difficult because of the size. Maybe some parking maneuvers if you're trying to get into a tight gap. But, you know, you come over here to the UK and the cars just look tiny in comparison you're like oh if i get out by one of these get pop straight back up you know, you know I mean? obviously you wouldn't <laughs> but you know you, you could be forgiven for thinking right in america i would be minced <laughs> in the uk it's like a toy car <laughs> yeah. have you seen some of the the lorries or the the, the big trucks in america big rigs <laughs> what do you call it you know on the side of the wheel when you have this like metal point that like sticks out of the wheel so when the wheel spins it spins round so if I you get near it you just get like carnaged up I don't know what they call that I mean it's a hubcap isn't it a hubcap really? yeah it's a hubcap yeah. but like on some Especially. of the, the big trucks out here it's like a sharp point that sticks out of the wheel so if your car got close to theirs it would like dig into your car and destroy your car that's like a Roman chariot that's badass yeah yeah Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Mentorian Cheddar on UK versus US driving. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or YouTube. See you guys next week. Bye.